Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. An Erio's original. Welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows, we might even solve the case. First, a bit of exciting news. Web Crawlers now has a Patreon. Each dollar will help us continue to create high-quality, well-researched shows with exciting guests for our listeners. Our patrons. <laughs> okay, weird. <laughs> Interesting. I will also, I'll also take lessons on how to speak English. Um, our patrons will receive rewards, bonus episodes, videos, shout outs, and merchandise discounts. We love doing the show so much and would love to accelerate it to the next level. To contribute, please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. Also, we've been getting some really great reviews. I'm loving these reviews. It's great for the show and it's great mostly for our self-esteem. So keep writing us reviews. We made it up to number 74 in the comedy podcast. So tight. We're not there anymore, but at some point in time, <laughs> we already dropped down. <laughs> it, but that it, we moved from like one seventy four to like seventy four. We moved yeah, up a hundred spots in the charts in a day. In a day. I wonder how we get on the true crime chart. I don't know. I don't know either. But let's try to get on that one too. <laughs> and our our uh, night chairs and sleep paralysis episode was featured on Spotify. Yeah, on I, Spotify podcast. It was on the front page. Yeah, we were thinking of maybe doing a follow up episode yeah. on that. And I asked my brother, um, actor Jason Siegel, if he wanted to be on it. And he gave a hard no. Oh. So, 
so we cool. will not cool we will not be yeah, you will not be hearing a follow up episode with him, but maybe with someone else. <laughs> sure. Maybe we can get another celeb who's Yeah, had we know a lot tears. of celebs. We know some celebs. Any celebs have night terrors, reach out. Yeah, reach out to us. DM us and uh, maybe be on the podcast to talk about your sleep paralysis. Yeah. It's not embarrassing. No, it's fun. It's fun and cool. Um, do we have any Patreon shoutouts? We do have some new Patreon shoutouts. We have Carrie with a K. Mm-hmm. We have Gray F. Carrie with a K and an A. Yeah, K A R I. Yeah, Car- I like that. I, I like, like that. It too. I like it. Short and sweet, right yeah. to the point. Carrie. Gray F. Bennett W. and Liam M. Yes. Thank you guys for contributing. Thanks, we guys. really appreciate it. Pins, art, private episodes, private videos scoops. coming your way. Scoops. Yes, scoops. scoops. Inside scoops. <laughs> Our weird thing of the week is we have some Epstein follow-ups. A lot of the stuff that we dug up, like, a week later started coming up in articles. Yeah, like which the is marriage crazy. thing. Yes. Okay, and by we dug up, I mean Melissa dug up. I mean, we both. Yeah. I I appreciated, your, <laughs> I appreciated what you dug up, so I am an accomplice in it. You found that the dentist, Karina, yes. was married to one of the models who was living yes. in the Epstein apartments. Yes, Jennifer Kalen, who was seen in photos. Yes. And then like a week later, there was an article on The Cut saying that Epstein forced marriages between his girls mm-hmm. for, for some reason. Like Visa, Green Card. He wanted the international girls to marry the American girls. So they could stay in the U.S. So fucking crazy. So yeah. Karina or Karina or whatever. Yeah. And that girl were probably one of Epstein forced. And they said whoever is the Caitlin Doe in yes. the article said they were married in October of 2013. And that's where the marriage record is. That's so So crazy. it might be her or it could be that was just the month. He's like, everyone get married. <laughs> and also, didn't didn't the Jane Doe or whatever say that she was from the Ukraine? Yes. Which is also... This is where Karina's from. from Karina's apparently. from. Apparently. Apparently. And then another thing was that in Epstein's house, there was a dentist chair found yeah. in his bathroom. And like a whole dental setup. So insane. And I was like, oh, well, that's why Karina is the dentist. Her address is the same as like the yacht club in the Virgin Islands, that were the building that Jeffrey Epstein owns. Yeah. And that's why there's no real actual dental practice there is that she is yeah she practices out of Epstein's house yeah okay so the two things that we hypothesize is a for the sex trafficking especially if he's sex trafficking low income young girls Mm -hmm. and if they have like a drug addict past he could be fixing up their teeth because they have you ever yeah. seen a meth head's you teeth? You got meth teeth. You, they could it's be fixing up meth teeth. It's a thing. Or even darker oh. in order to totally like disappear or erase someone's past, you have to change their dental records. Yep. He could just be completely changing their yeah. whole dentistry. And that's why he ordered all that cement in that big cement truck. Oh, <laughs> What? <laughs> to bury the bodies. What cement truck? He ordered like a, this t- a ton of cement in this like big truck, like vehicle to like move cement. It was one of the weird things that he bought. Shut the fuck up. I mean, that could insane. have been for just like straight up construction or whatever, or it could be 
to bury the bodies. Oh my god, you don't just order cement? No. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Okay, so yes, definitely Epstein was removing the teeth of women he killed mm-hmm. and then burying them under cement. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, if we're not accusing anyone of Well, anything. he's dead. What's he going to do? That's true. Um, is Ghislaine going to come after us? Well, I believe in ghosts, so... Did you guys... This is producer Maria. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, Maria. Can you hear... Can you hear me? You're in my... Can you hear me? (laughs) (laughs) Why can't I hear me so good? Anyway. Hear me so good. Why can't I hear me so good? (laughs) Did you guys hear the thing that came out today? No. No. Those... Remember when you were reading those, like, Vanity Fair articles or whatever, and you were like, these are, like, these are, like, glowing reviews of Epstein. Comes out today that he put a dead cat's head on her doorstep and a bullet. Basically, <gasps> there's all all of these glowing articles that came out of him, came out about him throughout his career. People are finding out now that he threatened all of these writers. Oh, yes. that makes sense. A dead cat. Yes, I forgot I had that too. Head, a cat, a cat head. Yeah, the severed head of a dead cat. Oh my god. Yeah. Because he, he didn't want the the rapes of the children revealed. Editor found a bullet outside his home, the severed head of a dead cat. And also Epstein allegedly threatened the unborn children of the Yeah, editor. Vicky Ward. Yeah. And then also made a huge donation to his or her favorite charity. What the? Yeah. F- that's evil. Crazy. I mean, that cat, cat head is one thing, but donating to a charity yeah, that is fucking insane <laughs> gross. gross yeah oh, there's a- so much stuff coming out about that we have to just do like an epstein corner every also, <laughs> every podcast also there was the weird thing that i sent you guys that that in the Ghislaine a photo oh, shoot yeah. that in the back there's a poster for the movie good boys oh yeah they reached out to the but yeah producers and they're like no there's no poster there no yeah or they reached out it was like a bus stop thing and then they reached out to the people who own the bus stop the the advertising for that bus stop and they're like no it's been a different advertisement on that bus stop currently and always there's not good boys advertising on that bus stop so Ghislaine must have photoshopped a good boys poster oh also the guy who broke the story of Jeffrey Epstein's suicide in the New York Post had flown on Epstein's plane right and also had done creative consulting for the movie eyes wide shut yes which is a weird orgy rich people porno movie well that could be another episode you guys because there are conspiracy theories about how stanley kubrick died while making that movie and it was and people were saying he was like feeling fine right before he died and so the fact that he was getting into this like illuminati upper crust billionaire club of like sex rituals was enough for people to go, uh-uh, you're out. I actually didn't know Stanley Kubrick had died until just now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he died while me in the middle of Eyes like, Wide Shut. Was it? No, wait, it was what after. Was it? it was after. He was died in the middle of AI. Right, right, right. right but right. he, but, but that was after. Two breaking and controversial subjects. The Illuminati and artificial intelligence. Oh my God. Perhaps related to one another. Oh, it's all connected. That's crazy. <laughs> Well, interesting. I wonder what the good boys connection is. 
I reached out to someone I knew who was affiliated with the movie Good Boys, and they were like, I don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you and what are you talking about? And I was like, to be honest, I don't really know, and you never should have given me your number. I'm really sorry that I'm reaching out about this. Have a good day. It took him like three days to respond, and he was like, what are you you implying? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. Never mind. Sorry. Hope you're having a good weekend. Listen to my podcast. Yeah, I, like it's a, never mind. Okay, here I'm gonna. Send, I'm just gonna give you this article. To me, the most interesting thing, though, is this this Good Boys poster. Okay, behind Maxwell can be seen a bus shelter displaying an ad for the movie Good Boys, which opened in the U.S. this past Friday. In case you don't know, Good Boys is that movie starring Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> who the, who is Jacob Tremblay? It, you don't know who no. Jacob Tremblay is? Maybe if I Google his. This Jacob is insane. Tremblay. So this is the most troubling thing I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. How would you know Jacob who, Tremblay? how petite prince Jacob Tremblay is? <laughs> A Canadian. He's 12? Yeah. He's so cute. What? You've never seen this boy before? Haven't? Did oh, you ever he's see in Room? room. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. There's only one problem. That particular bus shelter has displayed a poster advertising the Providence St. Joseph's Medical Center since July 28th and continues to do so, according to Outfront Media spokesperson Carly Zip. We think it was photoshopped, says Zip in New York. We do not have any records of this good boy's poster being being posted there why do you think she photoshopped it to make it look like it was current a current photo oh whoever wait what do you mean because if you put that behind her then it looks like it's a current photo right but it is a current photo but no people are saying people are saying that it's it might not be yeah that's what i would think is like they would take but but, because they're saying that ad is still up that other St. Joseph's Hospital is still up. So if, if that would be a current photo, too. If she had just kept that other ad, that would still be a current photo. No, but it's not. It's about they took it a while ago. Then they put the good boys. Oh, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Like she didn't have to. <laughs> I get that it. It does not look photoshopped at all. I mean, if you're good at Photoshop. I think we're missing like a main point here, but I don't know what it is. I th- I don't know. I think the good boys thing has some sort of secret message. Like maybe like oh. she's saying something about Jeffrey Epstein and the good boys club or something about good boys or could good boys be some sort of acronym or maybe Je- maybe Jacob Tremblay somehow involved. Oh, no. Or who who produced good? I mean, who not who like is good boys like Paramount or like who did good boys? That's Sony. Sony. I don't want to say anything bad about Sony because I think I have a general there next week. So. <laughs> Sony's the best. Yeah, I love Sony. This this episode brought to you by Sony. Should we just okay? We'll 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 continue to we'll update figure you. This. Uh, we'll figure it out, and we keep posting updates as we get them on our Patreon. Yes, so and many updates. So many updates. Anyway, so this week, let's move on to the main topic. Yeah. Okay, great. This week, we will be discussing the quote-unquote kidnapping, air quotes, of real-life gone girl, Sherry Papini. Let's get into it. Keith Papini reported his wife, Sherry, as a missing person with suspicious circumstances. 
telling me that something happened. With sexual trafficking, I think they saw her as what appeared to be a young girl and took her for that purpose. Sherry had been texting with a, quote, male acquaintance in the Detroit, Michigan area just days before she went missing. Sherry Papini vanished near Redding and was discovered in Yolo County about 140 miles away. Beaten and chained, her hair chopped off, her skin branded. Experts theorize that the two women who kidnapped Sherry Papini may be slaves themselves. Sherry Papini was a 34-year-old petite, hot, blonde, stay-at-home supermom from Redding, California. She was married to her middle school sweetheart, Keith Papini. And on November 2nd, 2016, she was abducted while out jogging a mile from her home. She was found three weeks later on Thanksgiving Day at 4.30 a.m., wearing restraints on the side of the road about 150 miles from where she was kidnapped. Sherry claimed she was taken by two Latino women, but had no recollection of anything that happened during the three weeks she was missing. The case got a lot of media attention, with national law enforcement experts reporting doubts as to the unlikely details and inconsistencies. No arrests have been made, and the investigation is ongoing. Did Sherry fake her kidnapping, or was she actually abducted and trauma caused her to forget what really happened to her? Let's figure it out. Okay, so here is what happened. On November 2nd, 2016, Sherry went on one of her usual jogs near her home. She told her husband, Keith, that she would pick the kids up from daycare later in the day, but she never showed up to get her kids or return home. Three weeks later, on Thanksgiving Day, around 4.30 a.m., Sherry Papini was found wandering along County Road 17 near Interstate 5 in Yolo County, which is about 150 miles from her house. She had restraints around her wrists, a chain around her waist, and she showed signs of physical abuse. She had a broken nose, bruises, and a brand was burned into her body. Her hair was cut short, and she lost about 18 pounds. When she was questioned, Sherry said she had been abducted by two Hispanic women with covered faces in an SUV while she was jogging. She said they put a bag over her head and drove to an unidentified location, but she didn't remember anything else. The last thing she could recall was her captors driving her out along that road and physically kicking her out of the car. Sherry doesn't remember what the vehicle looked like or what her captors looked like. She gave zero details of where she had been. The police couldn't figure out what happened because there were no suspects, no clues, and no motive. It was assumed that Sherry, being young, beautiful, and blonde, had mostly been abducted and kidnapped for sex trafficking. However, once returned, it was clear that Sherry had not been sexually assaulted. DNA samples from an unknown male and female were found on her. The DNA was run through a database with no match, and the only thing they know for sure is that it wasn't her husband's. Sherry also said she got into a fight with the two women, which resulted in a badly cut foot, yet she had no cuts on her feet. In other words, her story regarding what happened and the evidence ain't lining up. New information was released in 2017 that Sherry had been in contact with a man living in Michigan, who she had been planning to meet in person around the time of her disappearance. Police questioned the man but dismissed him as a subject. Mm-hmm. So some details we found on Sherry, there was a record of her having been accused of misleading the police back in 2003. So all these details make her story sound extra fishy and maybe she's lying about the whole thing. 
There are there's a lot of cracks in the story that, along with the lack of clear memories and the strange circumstances of the abduction, have led to the notion that Sherry maybe knows perhaps more than she's letting on and that maybe she's even lying about the whole thing. But she has since become a recluse and refuses to take interviews or elaborate more on the details. There's a lot of theories out there. Some people think she decided to leave her family and then had a change of heart. Another idea was that Sherry was trying to instigate a war between whites and Latinos on some racist agenda. Yes, that is actually a theory. Okay, let's, so let's go through this timeline. So, November 2nd, she dropped her kids off the daycare at 8 a.m. She last texted her husband, Keith, at 10.30 a.m. When her husband, Keith, got home from his job at Best Buy, he couldn't find Sherry. She and the kids were usually home by this time, but when he wasn't greeted at the door by his family, he was concerned. He used the Find My iPhone app to locate her cell phone about a mile from their home. I had something to say about this. Yeah. So I thought it was weird that he immediately used the Find My Phone app to locate Sherry instead of just calling or texting her. Yeah. Like, if you came home from work and your wife and your kids were out, wouldn't you just be like, oh, they're probably shopping or at the grocery store or getting ice cream? I'll shoot my wife a text or a phone call. Why would you immediately be like, oh, I'm going to track my wife on GPS? So, yeah, I had a theory about that is that maybe this had happened before maybe he suspected her of cheating and was like where is she now let me find my iphone her instead of calling her to like that's a good i don't yeah maybe blow up her spot blow up her spot yeah (laughs) okay so sherry's phone was found on the ground very neatly with her earbuds wrapped around it as if she went jogging and was listening to music. The phone was found, like, I think it was like a mile from their house. They lived in kind of a rural area, and their mailbox was about a half mile, mile away. So Sherry, who just recently taken up jogging again, she would go to the mailbox and back. So Keith finds the phone, and then he took pictures of the phone before picking it up. I thought that was weird. I think it could either be weird or not weird. Like, if I saw what I thought would be a crime scene, I would take pictures of it just so I, if when the police came, I'd be like, this is what it looked like, or this is what I found. Yeah. In case it somehow moved or something, I could be like, oh, this is exactly what it looked like when I came across it. Yeah, I guess, yeah, maybe I would do that. Yeah, I, maybe that's just like a paranoid thing, but I would I would take pictures yeah. of everything. Yeah. Because it's like the startling difference of... um. What was the one we did last week? The Springfield Three. Oh, right. Where they're just like cleaning all this shit up. Like, <laughs> I think I would err more on the side of I'm just going to photograph everything I see. Yeah. You know, I think there's two. There's two genders. Clean yeah. everything up and then take photos of a crime scene. That's true. So then Keith calls the police, and the search for Sherry begins. Nine one one. What is your emergency? Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, I just got home from work, and uh, my wife wasn't there, which is unusual, and. My kids should have been there by now from, like, daycare. So I was like, oh, maybe she went on a walk. Um, I couldn't find her, so I called the, the daycare to see what time she picked up the kids. The kids were never picked up, so I got freaked out. So I hit, like, the Find My iPhone app thing, and it said that her it showed her phone, like, at our end of our driveway. We don't have really good service. Okay. Um, not the end of our driveway, but the end of our street. So I just drove down there, and I saw her phone with her headphones because she started running again. And it's her, I found her phone, and it's got, like, hair ripped out of it, like, in the headphones. So I'm, like, totally freaking out, thinking, like, somebody, okay, like, what's just your, grabbed her. Okay, what's your address? Ready. What, okay, what's your last name? Yes. 
Papini, P-A-P-I-N-I. And your first name? Uh, Keith. K-E-I-T-H? Uh, yes. Okay. Did you go pick up your children? No, I'm going to call my mom and have her do it. Okay. What's your wife's name? I'm going to, like, knock on every door. Uh, Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-I. And same last name? Yes. She white female? Yes. What's her date of birth? It is uh, June 11, 1982. Is her vehicle there? Does she not have a vehicle? She has a vehicle that's at the house. Okay, the vehicle yeah, is at the house? She's running. How? Okay. Yes, yeah, so I'm how? in it right now driving, and I took a picture of her phone on the ground before I picked it up. Okay, how tall is she? 5'3", 5'4". How much does she weigh? 100 pounds. Eye color? Like a bluish blue. Okay, hair color? Blonde. Do you know what she was wearing? Is there no something idea. she always wears? I'm assuming she went running, so okay, probably there... running athletic textbook. Okay, there's not an outfit she always wears or anything like that. Does she run with a dog or by herself? By herself. Okay. When's the last time you heard from her? Uh, she sent me a text asking me if I was coming home for lunch. Uh, what and time was that? She's got a whole bunch of news. Um, give me one second. She sent me a text at 10.47 asking me if I was coming home from lunch from work. And I said, sorry, long day. And that was the last. Never spoke to her on the phone, never any other contact. Okay, and what time are the kids supposed to be picked up? Way before 5.30. She usually goes to like 4.45. Okay. 4.30, 4.45. Okay, are you headed back to the house, or where are you at right now? I'm at the end of the driveway. Where, uh, I'm at the Old Oregon Trail and Sunrise where they meet, because that's right where I found her phone on the ground. Telling me that something happened to her is the way I'm looking at it. There's like then there was hair like in the headphones, like it got ripped off of like the grab. Yeah, no, I und- I understand, I understand. Okay, I'm sorry. I know it's you're okay. trying to keep me calm, but obviously. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of vehicle are you in? I'm in a black Kia Optima. Oh my god. Okay. And I live. I mean, we live down kind of a sketchy street, so I'm yeah. definitely. I don't know if I'm allowed to knock on everybody's door, but I will if I'm allowed to do that. Well, let's just have the officers contact you so they can start, you know, processing everything, figure out what's going on, okay? Do you want me to wait right here for somebody? If, or? if you want to head back to your residence so they can contact you there and in case she does return. Okay. Okay. We'll have them contact okay. you at your residence. Call us back if anything changes, all right? All right, so they're going to call the number you just took down the 355? They'll probably call you when they're on their way and they're going to come out in person. Okay. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Sherry's mom wanted missing posters distributed in Mexico immediately upon hearing of her disappearance, which is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like, why Mexico? Three days later, on November 5th, an anonymous person called their family friend, Lisa G- Jeter, Jeter, saying they know someone who wants to donate money to help find Sherry. On November 7th, Oh. What? I just thought something interesting. What? What if it's maybe the the Michigan man that she was talking to who anonymously wanted to donate the money to find her? Oh. That's jumping forward a little bit. No, oh, that's a good theory. Okay. <laughs> On November 7th, Keith passed a lie detector test. He had no apparent involvement in Sherry's disappearance. On November 9th, two detectives flew to Detroit to interview a Michigan man who might have knowledge about Sherry, but they determined he had nothing to do with it. It had been revealed that Sherry was texting with a man who lived in Michigan on her phone, and he had been planning on coming out to California, which he did about a month before Sherry went missing, although he did not visit Redding. Oddly enough, this man was saved as a woman's name 
in Sherry's phone. Which means... She was cheating. Yeah. Or doing something bad. Yeah. I've done that before. Of course. We I'm, all have. Yeah. Right, Maria? Maria? Oh. <laughs> We've all put a woman's name in our phone when we were cheating on our husbands, right? No, 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 no. Oh, my God. I 100% <laughs> when I used to cheat, I cheated on a guy I was with for, like, five years. And I would I would put guys' names as women. Yes. Or, like, dominoes. Do- who are <laughs> dominoes? Yeah, or, like, food places. I guess they do send you text updates when they're on the way. Right. I love that dominoes <laughs> tracker <Ready>. app. <laughs> <laughs> You're on ready right out the oven. <laughs> Extra cheesy. Um, on November 15th, Lisa Jeter, the family friend, talks to the anonymous donor, and they wired 50k to Cameron Gable, a freelance hostage negotiator who offered his services for free. The anonymous donor also purchased <laughs> SherryPapini.com. Yeah, so I looked up, you can normally find people's info from websites on whois.com or whatever, and so the domain was purchased via GoDaddy on November 7th, 2016. So that makes sense, and it expires this year, November 7th. But there's no other info. There's no because it's like a private yeah. domain. So I couldn't find anything. If anyone knows how to like find yeah, private info on websites, try to send us to us because I could not find anything. Also, if any if any of the listeners are hot and single and like have a good amount of wealth, just know that I don't cheat on boyfriends anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was a phase. It was a phase that I'm over yeah. now. It was a five year phase. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Maria. <laughs> on November 18th, Haas's negotiator. Cameron Gable posts a YouTube video offering a ransom and giving a deadline of Wednesday to return Sherry. On November 22nd, a woman says she saw a woman closely resembling Sherry at a travel center in Reading near Sherry's home. On November 23rd, Cameron Gable releases another YouTube video. A six-figure amount is the reward if someone returns or finds Sherry. The Papini's GoFundMe amount is now up to $49,000 at this point. On November 24th at 4.30 a.m. on Thanksgiving, Sherry is found on the side of the highway in Yolo County, California, with chains on her arms, a bag over her head, and bruises. She's also branded, and it was never disclosed what the brand said. Keith, who just happened to already be awake and shaving at 4 a.m., gets the call Sherry is found and drives 150 miles to go get her. So there's a video of Sherry the morning she was found. She was in a church parking lot at 4.30 a.m. running around back and forth. She's chained at the waist. There's speculation that it does not look like she's running for help, but rather she's running to look like she is disheveled. I mean, sure. It's just like there's a conspiracy that she faked it herself yes. and that like she's just running around the church parking lot to look like she's yeah. been through shit and, and she has been running away. bag over her head. You can see the video. We'll put it on our Instagram. There, You can kind of tell. It's really faint. Yeah. It's black and white. You can see her. You can see someone running like super fast one way and then super fast the other, the way. other way. And she supposedly has a bag over her head. I guess, but like how she's running so fast. I mean, I guess if you're just dropped off on the side of the road, you just are running. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So when she returned, she weighed 87 pounds down from her usual 100. 
A brand was seared into her skin. Her hair was cut off to shoulder length. It wasn't completely chopped off. Like everyone was like, oh, her beautiful blonde locks are chopped. It was only yeah, cut she off. She had to a bob. Sh- yeah, she had a bob. She went from long to odd. bob. Yeah. She went to the hospital, but was released less than 12 hours later with minor injuries. They didn't keep her for observation for 24 hours. Another weird thing about the hair if it was just a plain kidnapping, Usually, I I read that, like, if they're going to try to humiliate you or torment you, they'll cut your hair all the way off or buzz it or do it choppy. And if it's sex trafficking, typically they'd want to keep your hair in somewhat an attractive state so that they can, A, or sell you or keep you attractive to, you know, like, men that they're trying to. That makes sense. Run you off to. So, I don't know. It's just Who knows? So, when the cops interviewed Sherry, she said two Latino women in a dark SUV kidnapped her around noon while she was out jogging and drove her two hours. She said that she wasn't sexually abused, but male DNA was found on her clothing. She gave them a description of the two kidnappers. Another odd detail is that after they returned, she and Keith hired publicist nicole wool who's like a famous hollywood publicist yeah we'll get into that later hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so now that we know what happened, let's get into what we think occurred. So who exactly is this Sherry Papini? She has a bit of a criminal history. In 2000, Sherry's dad alleged that she vandalized his home. In another call in 2000, her sister said that she kicked in her back door while allegedly trying to break in. In 2003, she made an unauthorized withdrawal of money from her dad's bank account. Uh, December 2003, her mom called the police on Sherry because Sherry was self-harming and falsely accusing her mother of inflicting the injuries. She wanted this to go on file in case Sherry ever accused her of anything. Interesting. Now, this is where it gets really good and cyclical to the rest of our episodes. (laughs) An anonymous person claiming to be a family member posted this on Reddit. I'm a family member of Sherry and Keith. 
Her and Keith use kratom. Is that how you pronounce it? Do you I know? Think kratom? 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 I don't know. And smoke a lot of marijuana right now. Sherry had a really bad benzo addiction for a few years. I'm absolutely not sharing this as a gossip, but because I'm worried maybe she relapsed and was hanging around the wrong people and that this could be the explanation behind the kidnapping. Sherry was getting a prescription for a drug called diazepam, which I think I've been on, when she started having panic attacks a few years ago. They stopped prescribing it to her and she's relapsed a few times by buying other anti-anxiety pills off the street. The last time this happened was 2014. They say that they use pot and a drug called Kratom or Kratom to keep her off the drugs. But as soon as this all happened, it's what a lot of us thought of. Maybe she made someone mad and they beat her up and kept her for a few weeks. I'm also not against thinking it's a hoax for the victim assistance stipends, which I wasn't sure what that was. But so I Googled Kratom or Kratom and it's like a... It's similar to opium or hallucinogenic mushrooms. Oh, maybe she hallucinated this whole thing. Do you love it? It's mushrooms. (laughs) But Kratom can cause severe weight loss, which she lost like 18 pounds. Oh. It can cause insomnia. So maybe she was just on like a three-week binge bender. Yeah, you can do meth and stay up for weeks. Totally. And it seems like she's had drug addict behavior. Like she's she's stealing money from her dad. She's breaking into her dad's house and her sister's house. That's irregular behavior. She's self-harming. And blaming it on other people. Also weird addict behavior, manic addict behavior. So perhaps she was trying to steal money from for drugs, breaking into her parents' house and her sister's house to like mm-hmm. get stuff and then sell it for drug money. Mm-hmm. If she has a history of drug habits. Also, Redding, I think, has a huge meth population. Is Redding in is the Central Valley or is that more north? Redding is uh, big for meth. I mean, meth is everywhere. Oh, I also read that she used to trim marijuana as one of her jobs. Here's I'm on Quora.com. How bad is Redding, California's drug problem? It has been apparent that there is a meth problem, but personally, after more than four years here, I have not done meth yet. Cool. <laughs> That's, you don't need to post about that. Very bad. A lot of meth and heroin circulated, which is why I'm moving away. I'd say the homeless problem is almost as equal as the drugs. I So I think it's fair to say that maybe she has a drug problem that she is trying to kick. And if she and her husband are doing this weird Kratom stuff, yeah. she could have one night done too much, started hallucinating, left gone on a drug binge with some unsavory types, perhaps men who were beating her up or restraining her, stuff like that. Or maybe she started attacking other people and they restrained her Yeah, because she was being crazy. And then after a few weeks of severe weight loss, maybe she, maybe she started detoxing and then came back. Her drug high was gone and she was like, I need to get back to yeah, my home. Yeah, time to get back to my home. Anyways, I'll follow up more than this in a bit, but you can move on to the next thing. So there's this weird post from 2003 that was dug up 
on skinheads.com. Great website and also one of our sponsors. <laughs> Sponsored by skinheads.com. Um, okay, so this post from 2003, it was written by Sherry Graff, G-R-A-E-F-F, which is her maiden name. And it is a post where she writes about how Hispanics beat her up in high school because she was a nice white girl who doesn't do drugs. Okay, so the post says, I grew up a small country town, Shasta Lake. My school was predominantly white. It was a small enough town that everyone pretty much knew each other. I was a really good athlete. My dad had a reputation for being my biggest fan, but also for standing up against Latinos. He even was kicked out of the stands for getting in fights and defending himself when the Latinos would call him a Nazi. Seems that our simply being of German descent was a constant irritant to them. I would get into fights, too. I used to come home in tears because I was getting suspended from school all the time for defending myself against Latinos. The chief problem was that I was drug-free, white, and proud of my blood and heritage. This really irked a group of Latino girls, which would constantly rag and attack me. One night at my volleyball game, my homecoming game, I spotted this gang of Latinos sitting behind my father. As the game was coming to an end, I kept seeing my dad snap around and look behind him. Then I caught, out of the corner of my eye, those little devils throwing ice at my dad and mocking him by raising their hands in the air as if they were saluting Hitler. After the game was over, we shook hands with the other team. I walked up the bleachers towards my dad. When he turned around, I told the Latinos nicely, actually, to quit their acting up. Then one of them called me Hitler, unleashed a barrage of profanity against me and my dad, and took a swipe at me. That really teed me off. I lunged back at her, slamming her head between the bleachers and pounding her face. It took three full-size women to pull me off of her. I broke her nose and split her eyebrow. After they got out of the game, I had to deal with the cops and such. She did not press charges, so I was released to my father's custody. What? That, so that was posted 2003 on skinheads.com under the name Sherry Grafe. And she's claiming that that was not her. She says it wasn't her. Or her first husband said it wasn't her. Yeah. Has she ever claimed that wasn't her? Or I don't think first... she's said anything. Yeah, she Because this didn't come out until she was kidnapped and she hasn't spoken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she hasn't made any. Yeah. So her first husband is saying that that wasn't her. That was someone who was jealous of her in high yeah. school who claimed that to try to tarnish her reputation. And then I read on Heavy.com, there was an anonymous source that told Heavy that they were advised that Papini's extended family claimed she had staged her own abduction in 2006. Although I tried to find anything, anything? on it and I think it might just be a rumor. Yeah. So I don't know. Another insane fact. In an interview with People Magazine, Keith says, The day after Halloween, Sherry brought out boxes of Christmas decorations. We were in transition from putting all the Halloween stuff away, Keith said. So Sherry was the type of person who started putting up Christmas decorations the day Halloween was over. That's insane. If anything, that's the craziest thing I learned from this. I love that in this Google Doc in bold underlined an insane fact that literally has nothing to do with anything i was just as i was combing through sherry papini facts i was startled that keith is bragging that sherry starts decorating for christmas on november 1st that is weird that's something a madman does no remember you gotta wait till like after thanksgiving yeah you wait till at least after thanksgiving maybe that 
Well, I was going to say, maybe that's why she came home on Thanksgiving, so she could get ahead of her Christmas decorating. But she already had started. <laughs> she had already she needed to finish. <laughs> you were probably already half up. But, I mean, that also is a personality trait. Like, she cares a lot about what people think on the outside and right. having that perfect family. And that probably just goes into what Sherry Papini's vibe Being is. competitive. Competition. Mm. Keeping up with the Joneses. Like, the blonde hair, skinny... Christmas decorate well also Christmas Christianity white power no what <laughs> that's an interesting train of thought I don't know it's just people who are really gung ho about Christmas freak me out yeah I mean I'm Jewish and I celebrate Christmas but like I'm not going to start decorating on November first that's maybe this crazy year, maybe I'm going to start doing that this year just to piss me will off will you and will you stop doing just the podcast to really with me tee me up. Hey, like, come over, come over November 1st. I'm having a party. It's just it's a Santa Christmas Claus. Party. <laughs> Another thing is that this story, to me at least, feels a lot like the movie potentially maybe Gone Girl. Yes. So a woman decides potentially to fake her own kidnapping to get back at her husband and escape her mundane life and family and then kind of gets over it and decides to come back. Yes. And one of my theories, I'm going to say this early because it relates. So I was reading about, and there's another article that was like the Gone Girl couple. Yeah. I don't know if you heard this. In Vallejo, no. California, in t- 2015, this couple said someone broke into their house and drugged them, then kidnapped the wife, Denise, and took her to his home in Lake Tahoe. She was sexually assaulted and released two days later in front of her house. The police... Did not believe them at all and said it was a Gone Girl hoax. But on CBSNews.com, the the police lieutenant of Huntington Beach said, Mr. Quinn and Ms. Huskins have plundered valuable resources away from our community and have taken focus away from the true victims of our community while instilling fear amongst our community members. So if anything, it's Mr. Quinn and Ms. Huskins that owe this community an apology. But then... Two months later, the kidnapper was implicated in another crime, and then they tied that guy to this crime. And so this couple got a $2.5 million settlement. Oh, shit. Because they realized it was it was this Harvard professor who was, like, stalking them and, like, used a drone to scope out their house. Whoa. And so she was only gone for two days. The police were like, fuck you, that's not real. And I was like, oh, I wonder if Sherry got, like, oh, we could get $2.5 million. Right. Well, also the fact that it was a Harvard professor is kind of weird. Yeah, it was weird. I, I just read about that like a couple hours ago, so I didn't really look more into it, but it was... Well, it goes to one of my theories later that I'll get to. Okay, so this hostage negotiator, Cameron Gamble. Yeah. He was just a person who their family friend, Lisa Jeter, came or he contacted her or something. Something weird happened. He was like, yeah, I'm a professional hostage negotiator, which he wasn't. Just decided to no like, way. he said he was founder of this company called Project Taken, where he like helped people prepare just for seen the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like prepare to like how to get out of kidnapping situation. It was like a weird shady business that didn't really exist. Weird. So he came in and was like, let me help. I'm a hostage negotiator. And the police were like, please stay out of this, sir. And he just forced himself into it and was like doing TV interviews. And he's the one who said that there was this anonymous donor. It's real shady. I wonder if I'm on their LinkedIn right now. It says, from missionaries to students, families to singles, our mission is to build an awareness and confidence in people that allows them to overcome the fear of the unknown and transform that fear into courage. He also claimed he was in the military, but people found out that he wasn't. I bet you this is it. And apparently he filed for bankruptcy 
at some point? We accomplish this by making our students aware of their vulnerabilities and teaching you who the taker is, what they look for, what they want, what they need, and when they strike. Then we will teach you how to avoid the taker, how not to place you and your family in a compromising situation, and how to recognize when things are slipping out of your control. Yeah, like preparing people for being kidnapped or how to like defend yourself. Oh my god, I just clicked on the website and it's called Alley Spider and it's all in Japanese. This is so weird. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah, so he was, people think he was like this opportunist just trying to like take advantage and... Oh my god, he's not, he's kind of hot. Yeah, this is it, Reading. No matter where God has put on your heart, you will be equipped to bring kingdom. Oh my god, so he's like a religious dude. Yeah. I wonder if Sherry was like trying to detox from her drug stuff and like found God or something. And he's some sort of weird cult leader who like takes drug addled women and is like, I can save you. I need to, we need to get money, like start a GoFundMe. Like a rehab type of person. Yeah. And he's like, I'll be the hostage negotiator slash I'm also the one holding you hostage here's what I'll do. I wonder if Cameron Gamble was the one who had her all along. And then ultimately, and I mean, no joke, he's not a bad looking dude. So maybe if she, if she's prone to kind of like flirting with guys, I wonder if she was having a dalliance with him. Maybe. He lives in Reading. Right. He's a church member. Yeah. So maybe they met in church in Reading. So it's, it's not impossible that they would have crossed path he has an email address he did a reddit ama stop yeah, he did an ama about everything about the kidnapping and something around that ama he said that sherry withdrew twelve hundred dollars from the bank two days before she disappeared i don't know how he knows that or why he would say that if he yeah. was like corroborating interesting well i think he's a subs- suspect we'll put him on the list put him on the list One thing that's kind of weird and private, although it's obviously out now, is that Sherry had been married before. In her wedding blog, despite that she and Keith were elementary school sweethearts, in her wedding blog, Sherry makes it seem like she has never been married before. And yes, she has a wedding blog. On being engaged to Keith, her second husband, and and finally moving in together, she writes, Keith and I decided it was time for him to move in with me in December 2006. He moved into the townhouse I had been renting for the last two years. It was an interesting test to our relationship. Luckily, Keith grew up with an older sister and wonderful mother, so he was already adjusted to the territory of living with girls. I, however, did not have brothers and was unaware of just how foreign living with a guy was going to be. What? Okay, so that makes it seem like she had never lived with anyone before, right? Yeah. She had been married before. To a guy named David Dreyfus. Yes. There's me- wedding marriage records online. Yeah, there's it. You found it. Mm-hmm. David uh. Dreyfus, Sherry Grafe, December 19th, 2006, yeah. I believe is the divorce. Is the divorce. And the marriage record, I believe, is January 2006. Wow, so that was quick-ass marriage. But she had Keith move in December 2006. So... According to her wedding blog. So they probably had been dating for, like, at least a few months. So there was probably overlap. Yeah, because her divorce was final, I believe, January 2008. And if she's writing saying, like, oh, I had never lived with a guy before. This was so new and foreign to me. 
most likely she probably hadn't even told Keith that she had been married before. Yeah, because, I mean, sure, that's a sentence you would write. But if you're also trying to make it seem like you've never been married before. Right. Maybe that's something you write like, I've never lived with a guy. But yeah, I, may, I doubt she told Keith. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she told Keith. Also, why was it her her marriage and divorce license is in Hawaii? Yeah. There's, why? Well, I read an article about her like moving back to Redding or when she moved back to Redding. I couldn't find where she was living, but I believe this guy may have lived in Hawaii at some point. So she lived in Hawaii and then moved back to Redding. Yeah. You know what we call that? A geographic when you're running away from yourself. Yeah. Wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> there you are. Say. Okay, the text with another guy. So the Michigan man who she had been texting with and saving under a different name, who she, the guy on her phone who she had been texting with, she saved his name under a woman's name. So clearly she has a weird past with guys. She was secretly married, uh, divorced in 2006, but already had moved on in 2006 with her new husband, Keith. And now she is texting with this quote-unquote Michigan man who is under a woman's name in her phone. This Reddit thread hypothesizes that Michigan man is a doctor in Michigan who was coming into town in California for a medical conference in San Francisco, which is correlated around like the same time, like there was a medical conference in San Francisco about like a month before Sherry's disappearance, etc. So... They're hypothesizing on this Reddit thread, and we'll post it somewhere, like on Patreon. The Papinis. That, yeah. The Papinis Reddit. The Papinis Reddit. Reddit. Yeah. That maybe Sherry was talking to this doctor dude to get meds from him. Right. Yeah. So maybe this doctor guy was uh, was just some guy that he was she was like using sexually, like exchanging sex for meds. Yes, crazy. Yes, I have. I was like, do you have a follow up, or you just? I have a screenshot with me that I that I almost sent you a couple times while we were discussing this. I was like, no, I gotta save it. I gotta save it for the show. Okay, share. Okay, you're so excited. You're like winded. Very excited about the (laughs) screenshot. Okay, so. This Twitter woman at BBW Sophia Rose. She is like a big cam girl, like big in the porn world. Hot. She tweeted on November 6, 2016, amidst Sherry's disappearance. She retweeted a story about Sherry. She said, I've known her for over 10 years. Please share an RT story made national news today. So this girl has known Sherry for 10 years. A webcam girl. That... And I was like, what if Sherry is in the webcam world? Holy moly. Yeah. And this whoever kidnapped her was someone she met IRL in real life. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Who? Because I, I this woman, obviously, Sophia Rose, she's using a fake name so it's really hard to like track where she is from if she's went to school with sherry so i'm not sure about that shit but she's known her for 10 years so they have been friends like throughout their 20s no that makes sense like maybe some guy was like hey i'll throw you some extra cash for if you meet me in because what sherry was doing she has two kids so that's like already you know like a full-time job but she was she has etsy accounts and her husband worked at a Best Buy. At Best Buy. And he was like like geek squad. Like he would come to your house and fix your computer and stuff yeah. like that. And then I think she had a job at AT&T, but she'd recently quit or right. something. Right. 
So I'm thinking, oh, what a great way to make money doing webcamming. Oh, my God. Who among us has not thought of it? Who among us has not gotten paid (laughs) to camp by older men for something um shit that's so i'm like oh maybe that's what she's doing and that's why that's how she met michigan man through a webcam (gasps) yeah because like how else otherwise would she she wasn't on instagram she wasn't on twitter how would she meet this guy i mean internet obviously maybe she was on like a dating site or something or like what's that ashley madison or something yeah Oh my god! Wow. Now I'm like looking back at all our other theories, being like, Nothing how would this? Ch- how would this change if she was camping? And she's like, she's hot. Well, and also now, like, she's such a recluse and like doesn't go out or anything anymore. If her husband mm-hmm. Keith had found out now that she had been camming, it would make sense that he's like has a tight rope on her, right? Is already suspicious of her, and maybe that's why he GPSed her instead of calling. Right. Because He's like, oh, Sherry's on her bullshit again. Yeah, Sherry's <laughs> yeah, Sherry's on one again. Back on her bullshit, and maybe that's why she got married and divorced so quickly because maybe her ex husband found out that found she out. was camming, or maybe she he met her camming. Oh, maybe because that was she would have been twenty. Four in yeah. 2006 she was born in 82 i wonder if she made any money off that marriage well he was in the military david dreyfus and there were some theories going around on reddit that she used him to get like military benefits or something because there's no real there's no evidence of an actual wedding there's a marriage license that's filed. Oh, fascinating. So, like a courthouse marriage or something? Something like that. Well, this isn't. Okay, so then leading into this next thing, seeing it with new eyes, new cam eyes, she was branded. So she returned branded after missing. There's some different speculation on the branding. I've read that it she was branded on her shoulder, and then I've right. also read that there, it's not disclosed where she was branded and they've never said what was branded on her right so some reddit threads say okay if you want to go the timeline that she's like a white supremacist some say that there is a swastika branded onto her then i've also read that the word milf was branded i read that too some random person was like i saw it it says milf milf. i'm like okay i mean that's possible yeah maybe but now, and then I was like, okay, maybe it's just crack pipe burns. Yeah, I like that theory. Yeah, I was like, okay, if she's a drug addict on a bender, maybe it's just burns from doing yeah, from, different drugs. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay, if she was a cam girl and then maybe got kidnapped by someone who was infatuated with her, maybe right. a man branded his name. Oh, yeah, like on the, her. the Nexium cult. Yes. Keith Rainier and um Yeah, what's that her girl face? from Smallville or yeah. whatever or whatever it's the show initials. was. Yeah. yeah. So maybe someone maybe some guy just branded his name in her. Just says like Doug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so horrible. <laughs> Doug. <laughs> Roger. Property of Roger. Dave. <laughs> Oh my god, Sharon, she's okay now, so that's all that matters. That's fine. Um, and then you found this thing about... I found yeah. a... This is a screenshot posted on the Papini's Reddit. It's from a true crime Facebook group discussion. The names are blacked out, but someone says, 
Nope, it's so weird. I'm from Reading, and the whole thing went completely silent as soon as she was found. I'm friends with the family of Tara Smith, who went missing 20 years ago and was never found. And they went to the same high school. Sherry went over to the Smith house shortly after she came back, and the whole thing was just so weird. Supposedly, her marking was like a Bible verse tattoo thing about infidelity. Small town talk, I've heard a lot. So she went over to the Smith's house after she came back. The girl who went missing 20 years ago, her family. Why would she do that? I read I read also that Sherry was so competitive that it was like, oh, this girl from my high school got kidnapped. Like, I'm going to get kidnapped right. too. Or also that she potentially just got the idea of, of staging her own kidnapping from this yeah this person also wrote shortly after she came home the ups driver that delivers to my dad's work took a package to where they were staying the pepinis and he said that her husband opened the door and was so happy and chipper and was like sherry come say hi and they were just both very weird and happy and he's the one who saw the tattoo the ups driver Hmm. well i wonder if a tattoo and a branding is the same thing like she could have just gotten a tattoo or maybe always had a tattoo that no one saw or maybe maybe someone i mean maybe someone legitimately tattooed her maybe cameron gamble christian cult leader or whatever branded her by tattooing something about infidelity on her oh that like a the bible verse bible verse and while she was like trying to detox because it was just some weird christian detox program where she was kidnapped from and they didn't want they and keith and the papinis didn't want everyone to know that she was such a bad drug addict so they staged a kidnapping but keith passed the lie detector test yeah i mean lie detector tests are I'm kind of shocked they're still used. Yeah, I don't think they're they're not. Aren't they always like admissible in court? Yeah, I think they're admissible in court. Okay, so our final and best theory is um, I found this on a Reddit board. Why it's obvious to me that Sherry Papini was abducted by aliens from outer space. Oh, here <laughs> we go. Here we go. Um, this deep disappearance has all the markings markings of aliens abductions point by point. This is by a woman named Greeny underscore cat. One, no footprints or tire marks at the point of abduction. Nobody saw anything. Obviously, that means a spaceship and it must have been invisible. (laughs) Two, Sherry cannot describe her abductors. She didn't see, hear, or smell anything. That's obvious because the aliens erased her memories. Three, nobody is advocating for catching the abductors because obviously Sherry knows that's not possible. The sheriff's department doesn't even have spaceships. Smiley face. (laughs) Next, police can't find any real evidence of abductors. DNA, fingerprints, trace evidence, etc. Obviously, because aliens don't leave fingerprints. Smiley face. What are these smiley faces? I don't know. This person's nuts. I love it. Um, There are no real injuries. Well, aliens don't really need to injure a human badly in order to study him or her. Just rough him up a little. Smiley face. Her hair was cut off, obviously, to be studied further in alien labs. Smiley face. That makes sense. I mean, there is no sexual assault. Obviously, <laughs> aliens do their thing their own way. Ew. Yeah, what she was let mean? go. I have no idea. Probes. She was let go in the middle of nowhere. 
Obviously, a spaceship could not have landed in the middle of a big city. True. Uh, true. Sherry and her family hired a publicist slash PR person. Obviously, a story about alien abduction could bring some dough, especially if coming from a beautiful blonde victim. So, I mean, think what you want. Those are some good points. Those are some Smiley good points. Face. <laughs> yeah, greeny underscore cat. Uh, I also wrote, I forgot I wrote this theory. Yeah. My theory is that she was on her drug bender and she was getting prescription drugs from the doctor in Michigan and then they found him by his name being on the pill bottles. Ooh. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I. Well, he is somehow involved, obviously. Yeah. By the way, that house is owned by Keith's... The parents. Keith's parents and was gifted to Sherry and yeah. Keith. So that's another weird thing. They never had to pay for that house. Right. It's just theirs, and... Yeah. Have you got... Did you guys mention the GoFundMe? Yeah, it it went up to $50,000. Yeah, I mean, my... I would think that it was like a way to get money. It was yes. it's like it reminds me a lot just, you know, I'm looking at it from a very cynical perspective and of course, you know, this could be very real, but it reminds me of Balloon Boy. Oh my god, Balloon Boy. What's Balloon Boy? You don't know Balloon Boy? Balloon is? Boy's Wasn't great. Wasn't that a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal? Um no, that's bu- that's Bubble Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Balloon Boy was a hoax where a family that had been on Wife Swap, the TV show, um a really bizarre family basically said oh my god it's amazing they said that their little boy had crawled into their weather balloon and it was floating above the city and so for like two hours news crews were filming this weather balloon floating above the sky you don't remember this 10 years ago no and then and so they were like are you sure he's in there and like they were like yes he's in there so then they find the little boy in like the attic right oh no and they were like they were like so so then the family goes on this whole press tour thing and they're like we didn't know i have to you're gonna die remember hearing the little kid yes wait i have to i have to pull this up and just show you this is and then okay so (laughs) We gotta show the video of what the little kid said. And then what he does. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, anyway, so I'll show good. that to you after, but it reminds me a lot of Balloon Boy in the sense of like wanting something and so doing this type of thing to either get attention, to get money, or, you know, it, it rem- the fact that there was that other girl that got abducted that she went to school with, being able to pull from that and go like, oh, I can do this thing that mm-hmm. I know about. Right. It, it just, it, it it's interesting. Yeah, well, there was that other GoFundMe scam with the, the couple and the homeless guy. I don't know. That was recently. They were out of gas. And they said a homeless guy offered them like five, but his last five dollars to oh, fill yeah, up their gas tank. Yeah. And they put it on GoFundMe, and it rate I don't know a million dollars or something. It turned out to be fake. Stop it! They I didn't were know. in on it with the homeless guy. They said we'll split the money with you. But what happened is they ended up spending the money going on vacation, Fuck not that. giving the homeless man money. And so he came forward. He's like, "I want my money, bitches." Yeah. Fuck. And that. so he was like, "Yeah, fuck you guys. You guys just used me." Oh, my God. And they're like, oh, we were saving it for him because he's a drug addict and we wanted to, like, make sure he didn't blow the money. And the homeless guy was like, yeah, this is all set up. Sorry. Oh, my God. And so I think they might have served jail time or they might be in jail or they had to, like, 
yeah because but other like instagram fraud. was like on vacation and like oh my god that's horrible fucked. that is bad karma for those people yeah yeah so it could be a hoax just like balloon boy i definitely <laughs> see that something you do for attention <laughs> sheriff opinion balloon boy the two hoaxes of our generation so do you have a final a final one that you think it is melissa i think she met a guy webcamming went to hang out with him he ended up being just this crazy drug addict and maybe kept her for three weeks and she was too embarrassed to admit that she met a guy on the internet who ended up being crazy so she couldn't so she was like yeah i was kidnapped but it wasn't this guy i met online it was these two women interesting i don't know i have two i like the camming one i think that she maybe was camming for money um, I think she was kind of a bored housewife and mother with this dark side. I think she was probably camming for money and also doing drugs in this, like, Kratom drug. I think that she was getting prescription drugs from this Michigan guy. She probably was talking to a lot of dudes. I think she probably went on a bender with some of her secret drug friends. And then I think it probably got out of control. Um, I think she probably cut her own hair and stuff and was do- she has a history of self-harm. Right. So maybe she was giving her own bruises and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think she probably started attacking other, the people she was with, so they started restraining her. And then eventually she started coming down. I think she wanted to detox, stuff like that. She was probably having an affair with one of the guys. Then maybe this Cameron Gamble guy knows Keith or something, or maybe even knows Car- uh, knows um, Sherry. And it's like, I'll act as a quote-unquote hostage negotiator. I can also help Sherry detox. I have this, you know, program where I help people. I'm part of the church. Uh, We just need to get some money. Let's set up a GoFundMe, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually she comes home after she's detoxed and skinny and all that kind of stuff. And now they are in their recluses and in hiding because they're embarrassed about everything that happened and how it kind of exploded into a media frenzy. If you were kidnapped and you were found three weeks later, would you talk to the media or would you be like fuck everything i think i'd be embarrassed like i don't like attention though so i think i'd be like i don't want i just make it go away because sherry according to her history we think she likes attention yeah she does like attention so why wouldn't she go on but maybe she only likes positive attention though maybe maybe she's afraid of what will come to light if she does give yeah she hired that hollywood publicist though what did they tell her to do oh yeah like what was there what did they do i mean Ah. it could be like that she was like you have to wait this out like a couple years before you even come forward if you want to make the most money or something like that um i am on the papini subreddit and it says i think that nicole's involvement was short-lived as far as i know she only made that one comment after the media got those old police reports and published them and the comment was, Sheriff Apini and her family are the very recent victims of an extremely violent crime that has painfully and dramatically changed the course of their lives forever. It is shameful that a media outlet would intentionally exploit Sherry and Keith Papini and their young children's trauma for the sole purpose of clickbait and selling papers. The statement continues, this newspaper's decision to aggressively seek out and publish unsubstantiated online activity and distort phone conversations from 16 years ago is victim blaming at its most egregious. It is our hope that the media will honor their privacy as they work through this difficult time. 
And that's, I guess, the only statement that was ever made. Huh. So they just hired her for whatever. And then nothing. So maybe you're right, Maria. Maybe they were just like, stay quiet. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So maybe any day now we're going to see a movie. I can't wait. Lifetime baby. Lifetime baby. Lifetime baby. Um, Melissa, if people want to follow... Sorry, I was putting on chapstick. If people want to follow us somewhere, where can they do that? You guys can follow us on Twitter at WebCrawlersPod, at Instagram at WebCrawlersPod. We're on Reddit. We're on Facebook. Everywhere. Everywhere. Also, idea that we were dallying with is maybe hosting a trivia night. I just still think about it. Maybe with the Hollywood Crime Scene Girls. Yeah. Could be fun. If you want to donate to our Patreon, even if it's just $2, we'd really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash webcrawlers. It will go into us doing some extra effort into researching, collecting data. Lots of data. Lots of data, getting some um, fun interviews on here, so on and so forth. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I'm Ali Siegel. And I'm Melissa Stetton. And that's producer Maria. Yep. Bye. 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 An Erio's original. Powered by ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.